This one streamer who we're talking about, what's his name? Uh, XQC in this case. How much money does he make? He probably makes between, I want to say, three to ten million dollars a year. No way, really? Yeah, probably five to ten is, is, is an easy estimate. Um, ten man, ten is not even the upper bound. Like they, these guys can make much more than that, maybe up to twenty twenty five million if they are maxing out their stuff. But they don't always want to do that. Like uh, I talk because I used to negotiate with these guys, so, so you know. Um, even before Twitch, like when I was just trying to get them to promote our products. And it's like, all right, I'm going to talk to, I want to talk to the streamer. It's like, no, you don't get to talk to the streamer. You talk to the manager. Okay, fair. That's fine. They're stars. I get it. All right. Who's the manager? Is it like, you know, CAA or like WME? And like for 95% of them, it's like, oh, it's like his little brother, Ray Ray. Yeah. Exactly. It was his girlfriend or like, you know, exactly. It's Ray Ray or like, uh, hey, Jenny, um, you know, so how long have you guys been working together? It's like, well, we've moved in together at, like when we were 16 and then like he didn't do anything for five years, just played video games all the time. And like now he's rich. And so I quit my job to like check his email. This is like uh, the shirt. It's like the, it's like the Gen Y or Gen X, whatever. The, what are the Gen young people y. now called? What are the young, what are the, what are the young people called? Z. It's like Gen Z. It's like the behead, uh, Tommy Bahama of Gen Z. Yeah, I was I literally I was about to start with the shirt. So you're on to something. What kind of what brand is that? Scotch and soda. Uh, yeah, dude, Scotch and soda crushes it. They, they there was, crush. There was uh, two. I was I went shopping this weekend and um, at like whatever the like Union Square in San Francisco. And two dudes walked into the uh, elevator with their Scotch and soda bags and they were so happy it's like shopping makes people really happy. I think that's an underrated part of shopping is how happy it made them. And they were just like, it was two guys and they were talking to each other and they were still talking about their shopping, which I would say I've never experienced that being another dude. Just first of all, going shopping together. Secondly, after shopping, not just being like, all right, it's done, whatever. Like we don't even talk about it anymore. <laughs> he was like, he's like, yeah, I'm really happy with the color. And the guy's like, yeah, the color's sick. And I was like, and I'm just in the elevator with them. And I was like, I was like, yeah, is that moss green? <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude, Scotch and Soda is awesome. You shop there? No, I didn't shop there. I was shopping for my wife, but uh, it's in the same like area, whatever. Of, like, the- Wait, you were shopping for her? Like with her. She wanted to go buy. I told you she was trying to buy like a, like a designer bag. Which, by the way, it the whole experience is crazy. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone to like yeah, a it's bullshit? Fucking, you got to make an appointment. Yeah. Well, now they, they it's like a restaurant now. Basically, they uh, you you go, you put your name down. They're like, we'll text you to get in. Like you can't just walk into the store. Yeah. And um, we go in, and it's like <laughs> I've got two babies and a dog with me, so I'm already like, you, know, <laughs> you brought like, your dog to a Louis Vuitton <laughs> store. Yeah. It's, it's a, my stroller has two children and a dog <laughs> they're probably like sir you can't come in here you have to leave the kids outside <laughs> they straight up i don't even think they saw the dog because the dog's so small and so quiet compared to the kids <laughs> like i think that just got lost in the shuffle otherwise they for sure would have kicked me out uh but we were like hey you know um uh, we're here we're here and they were just like okay why are you so loud it's like all right let's do this and i was so excited just because i was like all right whatever make this an experience and then like five minutes in, I became like, I went in with the best intentions. I was like, I'm going to make this a great experience for my wife. She wants this. I- I'm going to not just play along. I'm going to like be along. I'm going to fucking sing along with this. And then like literally five to 15 minutes in, I was just like, all right, like just pick one. <laughs> the small one or the big one. I don't know. Which one do you like? Just pick the one you like. <laughs> she was like, "You're such a redneck." You're like, "We're here," and then like five minutes in, we were like, "Hey, do you guys sell like lemonade or turkey That's leg or anything?" I was, like, I was like, "Oh, they used to offer snacks. You still guys still do that?" And they were like, "We've never done that, sir." And I was like, "All right, we're the shot." And then like, no cheeses. There was like a section for the purses that's like five stairs up. 
but I got a stroller, two children, and a dog, as you remember. So I was like, y'all got an elevator? And it's like three <laughs> stairs. And they were like, <laughs> they were like, uh, yeah, there is like a wheelchair lift over here. I'm not sure if your wagon will fit. But like, <laughs> and then I got stuck in the fucking wheelchair lift going between like uh, going up a four foot rise. I get stuck. And then I realized I'm not stuck. I just push the door and it opens. Nobody was on the other side to open the door. <laughs> it wasn't automatic either. Dude, you're the so, Indian uh, curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Oh, dude, somebody said this the, the other day. They go, um, they go, I was in L.A. They go, I was in L.A. or whatever, in New York somewhere. And Larry David was there at a, uh, a driving range playing golf. And they were like, um, it, and they're like, it was like some, like, just like a hole in the wall type of driver. And not like a nice one. They're like, why does Larry David go there? He's like, ah, oh, it's like near where he lives or something. So he just popped over. It's like 2 PM on a Tuesday. He just wanted to hit some balls. And they're like, I overheard him and nobody even, nobody pays any attention. You know, this just looks like an old guy. You know, nobody knows who he is. And he's talking to the lady who sells, who gives you the balls. And the balls are, the balls are $11. And he's like. Why does it have to be eleven dollars? He's like, and, she, and they're like, he was negotiating the price, or like he was complaining about. He's like a super rich guy. He's like, it's not the price. Eleven dollars now. I gotta have a ten, but a ten's not enough. If you made a ten, one bill, we're done. Now I gotta give you a twenty. Now what are you gonna give me? Five and then four ones. What am I gonna do with these ones? And he's like, like an actual curb your enthusiasm skit. I he definitely life. like that in real life, for sure. Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. There's no secret formula for customer service, but there is an all new service hub from HubSpot and it's bringing service and support together in one platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible. You can free up your customer support reps time with an AI powered help desk so you can easily support and grow your customer base. The secrets out service hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to learn more. Um, all right, since we're talking about entertainment and content i have to tell you some, uh, about two different things so we're gonna call this segment i'm happy freaks freaks exist here's the craziest content that i've consumed this weekend on have you heard of the show no, yeah no <laughs> definitely not have you uh have you seen this show called naked and afraid i've heard of it but i have not watched it it's like you're it's the naked craziest on a beach, thing, right? Or you're naked no, on, it's, on it's worse than that. <laughs> so what they do is they take two strangers and they drop them off in like the jungle in South Africa or Asia. I don't even know where the exact locations are. It's all over the world, but like remote, remote locations, oftentimes places that's like 110 degrees during the day and like 50 degrees at night. So you're freezing. They take two strangers. They put them uh, in this area. Okay. They give them nothing. Sometimes if the water's really bad, they'll give them just a, 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 a pot, just an empty pot and, and a machete. That's basically it. And they make the two strangers meet and work together to survive for 21 days. And they're completely butt naked. They're, they're not wearing anything. They're entirely naked. And they've got to like spoon at night to stay warm. Otherwise, they're going to like wow. shiver and like, and like, is it usually it's not like, Two dudes, two women mixed. What are we? It doing? could be usually. So usually, uh, like a man and a woman. But then they like throw like curveballs in there. So like they had this like guy. I think he was from Australia, and they played him out like he's like this like redneck hick guy from Australia. And then the woman is a transsexual, and she comes on, and the they set it up so like they like you know how is this conservative guy gonna feel about this? And he was totally and like the whole show it was like. Oh, you know, it's okay. Like everyone's like unique and, and he's like totally kind. And like, it's like, oh man, he's breaking the stereotypes and they like hug it out. And they're like, you will we'll protect one another. We're, we're team. And so that's like, you know, like one of many ways the show is amazing is like, they're like doing this together. It's ridiculous. And the hardest thing I've ever seen. And I don't think they get paid a cent. You've never, you have to watch this show. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and so they have to survive for how long? 21 days. 21 days. And so what are they doing? They're going and hunting or they're just like eating. Uh, they're like, like usually they're like, we have to make shelter. They're like, we have to go figure out how to make a fire. I'll, I'll, sometimes it's in a rainforest and it's raining and they're like, I don't know how we're going to stay warm. We're not going to eat. And so sometimes they won't eat for days for 10 days. Uh, on one episode, a guy made a bow and arrow and shot a bird. And it was awesome. Um, another <laughs> episode, a guy tried to go and wrestle a crocodile to bring back and to eat. Um, oftentimes I've noticed another, uh, like trait I've noticed is usually the women are way tougher 
and way calmer, like significantly. Like the men are like come out all aggressive, like this is going to be awesome. And they're like trying to cheer the woman on, like, let's do this. And then they like get worn out after seven days and they bail and the woman just stays by herself and, and does it. Uh, so usually the it seems the women are mentally uh, stronger. Uh, it's amazing. This it's a it's a it's a wild show. I cannot believe that like people do this. Okay, that's amazing. Uh, what does that have to do with uh, the, you put a tweet in here also next to it that's completely unrelated? But okay. I guess it's under the theme of I'm I'm glad that freaks exist. The second thing, there's this guy. What's his name? Is his name Felix? Felix. What's the URL of his website? Do you know? Is it like Felix how, today? How is Felix today? So this freaking guy for eight years, he tracked hundreds of different parts of his life. So and I have a list up. So he tracked the easy ones like weight, steps and diet, but then uh, and then alcohol. But then he tracked his mood, his stress. He used rescue.me, rescue time. I think it's called an app that tracks which programs he was using on his computer, how much time he spent on his cell phone, his mood, his energy, wow. his sleep, uh, how often he, how many texts he sent that day, how often he talked to friends, um, if he was more productive in the evening or the day, uh, if he took any drugs, um, what city he was in, what the weather was, how hungry he felt, did he feel lethargic, did he feel stressed, uh, what else did he, it, it was like just, so much stuff. He had 30 or 40 or 50,000 data points. And it's all done in an engineer-like way where it, you know, he could say like, well, I was 46% more likely to say I felt sad if I didn't see a friend in the trailing three days. Like there's wow. like, uh, what, what are, can, can you read out some of the findings? He yeah. Had, he, so that? like, for example, how, how does longer sleep dura duration, like how does sleep affect my day? He's like, if I have, um, let's see. So, if he had more than eight and a half hours, okay, I think I think he means less here, but he's sixty five percent more likely to have cold symptoms, sixty percent more likely to have a headache. He he uses social media forty percent more when he's sleep deprived, um, thirty percent more likely to be a rainy day. That's interesting. Um, yeah, crazy stuff. Twenty percent less likely to hit the gym. Actually, no, longer sleep duration. This is so this, I didn't read it wrong. He's saying if I sleep more than eight and a half hours, all those things are true. Um, which is crazy. Read, read another one. Read some of the other ones. It, it like it's pretty. This is it's pretty amazing what he found. But then air, air quality and various rooms. Like I'm not even going to read what goes beyond that. But just like measuring the air quality is crazy. Uh, wow, this is wild. I'm I'm scrolling. I've been scrolling for like the entire time you were talking, and I'm halfway through this guy's findings. This, this is guy's amazing, a nut. Right? Is he okay? He's a nut. This guy's guess, a freak. Like, the funny thing is he tracked everything and I'm like, is this guy okay? I don't think he's okay. I need an answer. And it's just start at the top. Is he okay? And actually it says, Felix feels all right. And updated one hour ago. And it says <laughs> what city he's in. It's like, amazing. This, this first little table is nice. Weight, height, sleep. And then it goes, last meditated 41 days ago. Inbox, 20 emails. Personal to-do list, 179 tasks. Wow. <laughs> It's his, pretty wild. His, his uh, sleeping he, heart rate, 459 beats per minute. <laughs> so if you scroll all the way to the bottom, he's got one sentence that kind of like summarizes this. And he says, do like a control. My computer's not working. But if you do like a control F build or something like that, you might find it where he says, basically, building this and having all this information, I'm happy I did it because it's just like a fun way for me to nerd out. But it was not beneficial. And it doesn't make sense for anyone else to do this. So you were saying the main, it says the main conclusion, it is that it, it is not worth building your own solution and investing this much time. Um, so that's on the building your own solution. Uh, I'm very happy that I built this project in the first place. It gave me much better awareness of everything going on in my life. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to have this, uh, have built this website to wrap up this project and showcase some outcomes. So he's done this for eight years. You said, Yeah. Wow. <laughs> amazing, wow. right? <laughs> yeah, truly amazing. How'd you find this guy? On Twitter. How is Felix dot today? If you want to go check it out. It's nice. It's this amazing. Is, it's actually pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's awesome. It's totally unnecessary and absolutely amazing. Like I would like to have this if I just could do no work or like, you know, touch a button once every five hours. Like, you know, I'm down to do that, but I don't want to remember to log all this stuff.
his story, and so this guy is incredibly interesting. His story, I, I read, I like researched a lot of them because I, I thought he was amazing. He said he moved, I, where does it say where he's from? Is he from Vienna or somewhere like yeah. that? Yeah. And he moved to San Francisco in 2015 to work at Twitter. And then after a year, he was like, you know, I don't really like having an apartment. I'm only going to live on an Airbnb in San Francisco. And then he was like, I'm just going to leave San Francisco. And so for the past like seven years, he's only like, he doesn't own anything other than a suitcase, I think. And that's how he's been living. Good for him. I like it. I like the uh, I like the segment, too. I'm glad that freaks exist. Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. It is a podcast that we want you to check out. It's called D2C Pod. It's hosted by Ramon Berrios and Blaine Bolas. It is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. And this is a podcast about all things direct-to-consumer, D2C. It's e-commerce stores. It's how you optimize your brand. And they're talking with founders, marketers, and the platform creators about all kinds of things that you need to know for D2C. You know, website conversion, paid ads, Facebook ads, consumer trends, email marketing. If you want to know the stories behind your favorite brands, this podcast is for you. They did an episode recently about scaling creator growth and influencer incentives. I thought it's pretty cool. So check it out. Listen to D2C Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Can I tell you about uh, another freak? Yeah. All right. Elon Musk. So the, the, but this is not actually about Elon. This is about his wife. Have you ever stumbled down the rabbit hole that is Justine Musk? On Quora, she talks a lot of crap. She's airs out <laughs> a lot of their. She's she like is. Uh, it sounds like Elon didn't treat her wonderfully, and she lets the world know. Like she airs out their laundry. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know about all that. What, what did she do that that aired out his laundry? I'm not sure that that's true. She said that he was driven and everything, but she also said like, uh, I, I don't want to exactly paraphrase. I don't remember entirely, but I remember like she gave like a TED talk, and on Quora, she's like. Yeah, it's just like living with him was horrible because he wasn't there. He clear, we were all like second and third place to his work. Yeah, yeah, but so I don't, I don't she says things that, like, that you would. Uh, that's not airing out after the laundry. That's uh, I don't. Know. Just com- that's common sense almost. Uh, he's had like three wives. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you know something's not great about the experience. Otherwise, you know, may may have lasted for longer. Uh, but dude, I find her her Quora to be fascinating. She has, awesome. and it's not all just, oh, let me tell you about Elon Musk. It's like, you know, she answers questions about a bunch of stuff and she's done it for I think she's an se- author. seven years. Yeah. So she's an author. She's very smart. Like a novelist. Um, and so she answers some questions. I'll give you a couple of the, the answers that she gave. So, so, so somebody said, how can I be as great as Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, or, uh, or Richard Branson? And so uh, where's her answer? Let me find it. Have you been watching the Johnny Depp trial? A little bit, dude. It's wild. So good. So good. It's so exciting. Why are people, why is this so fascinating to people? There is, okay, you want to know another freaks exist uh, moment? Go to, um, go to this Instagram account before I even go back to this Justine Musk thing. This is crazy. And this is also like kind of interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that this is a thing, but go to the Instagram account that's called, what is it called? How is Habit or something like that? It's called, what's it called? House in Habit. So this person, Jessica Reed Krause, wow, what are the odds? Both of them, Felix Krause and Jessica Krause. Maybe they're married, <laughs> these two freaks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she lives in Southern California, uh, and she calls herself the queen of the carpool, the Hollywood philosopher, uh, stereotypical Scorpio tendencies. And then she puts her Venmo on here just to give you a quick sense of what we're dealing with. Okay. What, so what's a Scorpio? I don't understand what that reference is. I don't know. All like LA things. It's like, you know, here's my favorite crystal. Here's my horoscope. Here's my Venmo. And here's my like casting tape. So, um, all right. So she basically covers trial, like Hollywood gossip, but in the craziest amount of detail you'll ever see. So look at her follower account. She's got 850,000 followers. That's just like an independent person. And she's been posting every day about the trial. Like if you go click her story, there's like 50, like maybe more. Oh my god! There's like 80 story frames, right? To like tap through. And she edits it like crazy. It's like insane. So like um, today's not a good one because it's like there, there wasn't like a trial thing. But like if you click like 10 in. It'll be like she'll cut like a little clip of Johnny walking in and then there's music she overlays and then there's like a little thing that she cuts in this news clip from Fox and then she 
adds on top of that. Then she transcribes a whole bunch of stuff and like puts the transcript there. Then she does the background research. And so I know several people who are following the whole trial. They don't watch a, a single minute of the trial. They don't read the news. They just follow it through her story because it is, because it is so crazy in depth and somewhat addictive and entertaining. And like first, when the first person told me, I was like, okay, that's weird. Whatever you, you got into something weird. Then I heard it again. And I was like, you also follow that random person. And they're like, yeah, it's great. And then I looked at, then I looked him up and she has 850,000 followers. And I was like, holy shit, this is crazy that this is like one of those niches that you wouldn't even really know exists, but of course it exists. And of course it's a big deal. It basically takes the tabloid, but it repackages it from a tabloid into like any individual person's Instagram can become the juiciest tabloid in the world. If you just put in the effort and she puts in mad effort. What she just covered, I was looking at her stories. <laughs> there was a guy a couple of days ago. He looked like he was dressed like he was about to go to be a waiter at a restaurant. And he couldn't be at the trial. So he was on Zoom. And he was in his car. And he was sitting there with the Zoom, with his camera in front of him. And he starts vaping on, <laughs> on the call. And you see him like take a hit of vape and like exhale all this smoke while he's sitting in his car waiting for the judge to ask a question. And then uh, it's clear that like he's got to go. So he starts driving out of the parking lot like while and vaping while he's answering the calls. And he's like, all right, you guys good? Did I answer everything? All right, I got to go. He's just he's like like vaping while driving away during this trial. But uh, all right. What about Justine? OK, so Justine Musk. OK, so somebody asked, will I become a billionaire if I'm determined to be one and I put in the necessary work? Uh, <laughs> her first answer. No. One of the qualities of a self-made billionaire is their ability to ask the right question. That is not the right question. It's not to say it's a bad question. It just won't get you to the part of your mind uh, that's working to help you and mulling things over while you're doing up other things and sending up flares of insight. You're determined. So what? You haven't been you haven't been racing naked through shark infested waters yet. Will you be determined when you wash up on some deserted island, disoriented, bloody, ragged, beaten, staring off into the horizon with no sign of rescue? And, she's, and so she goes through and she's like, you know, uh, the world doesn't like the final thing. The world doesn't throw a billion dollars at the person because they want it or because they work so hard. They feel they deserve it. The world does not know, does not care what you want or deserve. The world gives you an exchange for something it perceives to be of equal or greater value. And um, anyway, so she goes through and, and basically like, you know, the long story short was no, a billionaire doesn't come on Quora and ask these types of questions. Uh, but it'll be like if you just go through and deep dive, the, the, the dive through the search her on 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 Quora. And it's a fun, like 20 minute read, because I think you get little snapshots into somebody who knows Elon Musk really well and has been around somebody of that, like, you know, kind of like the greatest entrepreneur and inventor of our lifetime. Um, somebody who knows him from a different angle, but then also somebody who's just like smart and objective. So they're not a fanboy, nor are they a hater. It's like someone who I actually kind of respect and you know, believe their opinion on these things. Obviously everybody's got their bias, but I feel like with Elon Musk, normally it's hundred percent fanboy or hundred percent hater, um, or just completely uninformed. And like, this is none of the above. This is something else. This is informed. Are there any other good ones that she's written up? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch that are just on. So I started with like Elon ones and then it'll be like, you know, um, you know, it'll be like, you know, should I, how should I break up with my girlfriend? It's like, oh, let's see what she has to say about that. And like, you just read like, you know, her kind of take on philosophy. I don't know. She's a fascinating character. The other one is Grimes just did a podcast with Lex Friedman. I don't know if you saw, saw that. I heard about it. So Elon's current, I don't know what, I don't know if they're married, girlfriend, something, baby mama. I think they've had two babies together, but they're not married or something like that. They're not together anymore. Uh, she did a podcast and you could definitely see like how these people would get along. Like she even talks like Elon in this kind of like slow measured, weird, like finality type of way of speaking. Uh, but she was talking about like, you know, um, like how to raise kids or like, you know, there's like, is they're like, you know, what do you think about like, you know, uh, free speech on Twitter or something like that? Lex tried to ask her and she's like, I do not think I should have an opinion on this. And he's like, Oh my God. And then, which is like such an Elon thing to say. She's like, I feel, you know, I'm too close to the situation. I actually, I should not have an opinion on this. I should, I shouldn't have an opinion on this. So oh like, my <laughs> God. <laughs> it, 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 it would not be, 
it would not not be productive to this future of humanity. Did she come <laughs> off that weird? Kind of, yeah. It's like not like I thought. I, I don't know. I knew nothing about her, so like you know, by just uh, from afar, it's like, oh, I think he married like a musician or something like that. Okay, she's probably like, you know, like some, you know, just like beautiful, happy, bubbly pop star. And it's like, no, it's not that at all. Okay, she's kind of like alternative. All right, I get it, but still, you know, like I don't know, charismatic, charismatic, and into like uh, just like kind of like a, a extrovert people person. And instead it was like, you know, she was like, oh, uh, they were like, how's it been? You know, like, tell me about like, you just had a baby. You know, what's what's motherhood been like for you or whatever. And she's like, it reminds me of my favorite uh, graphic novel, sci-fi graphic novel. Um, uh, and then she named some Japanese like graphic novel. That, you know, like no one's she's like, have you read it? And he's like, uh, no. And then she's like, it's called um, I have no mouth, but I must scream. And that's oh what, and that's what having this baby feels like because they're helpless right they can't even control their muscles they can't say what they want they can't express what they need but they need something and they're trying to scream but it's as if they have no mouth i was like whoa like pretty dark take on like motherhood but like i don't know also interesting and insightful at the same time um but yeah that's been kind of my like that's that's my contribution to the uh i'm happy that that freaks exist because like yeah i'm happy that there's people that are so different and um so interesting and we'll, we'll live life in a way that's like interesting but like uncomfortable and i get to be comfortable and just watch them do interesting things <laughs> like you know that dude i love it that teddy roosevelt quote that everybody all every entrepreneur loves to put on fucking instagram like the the, the man in the arena exactly. or something. it is not the critic who counts it's the man in the arena who's bloody and beaten and whatever you know what it's also tight to not be bloody and beaten it's tight <laughs> yeah. to be a, a, just a casual <laughs> fan in the arena eating popcorn watching other people get beaten up and then going back to your daily life like that's yeah. actually a pretty tight position that like most people should go into and not try to be like, you know, the gladiator dying in the arena or the critic hater. You don't need to be either one. Our software is the worst. Have you heard of HubSpot? See, most CRMs are a cobbled together mess, but HubSpot is easy to adopt and actually looks gorgeous. I think I love our new CRM. Our software is the best. HubSpot, grow better. Dude, do you realize that to some people, I think you and I are that entertainment where like I'll have some people like reach out to me and I, and I think it happens to you. It's like, oh, you should do blank. It's like you really just want me to dance for you. Yeah, that's really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just tell me to dance. That, that'd be a lot easier. That'll only take a few minutes. You what? want me to dedicate three years of my life to starting blank? <laughs> yeah, you guys should talk about this. Oh, you want me to go get a PhD in something I don't know about yeah. for your benefit? Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, that's not how the podcast works. Here's how the podcast works. I'm weird and don't realize it. Then I come talk to Sam. He's weird and doesn't realize it. Then we kind of point <laughs> out, oh, that's weird about each other. Then we go away and like you guys think we're both weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are that to some people where they're just like want us to dance. Um, but dude, that's why I love the, the YouTubers. Like there's this guy I've been following. I think it's called like Whistling Diesel. There's all these YouTubers where uh, they got they get. It's, what does it's that pretty name cool. mean? <laughs> whistling. I think it's whistling diesel. So he like has all this acreage out in Indiana, I think, and he just uh, like builds cool trucks and cars and just like wrecks them, basically. Uh, like you know, he'll build like. Um, remember as a kid, I think it was called a Power Wheel. It's like the like the little toy trucks for kids yeah. where you like sit in it. He'll build one. Of, he'll take one of those. It's not really one of those, but he like builds a version of that that has a massive gas engine in it. It goes like 120 miles an hour, uh, but it looks like a power wheel. Right. So just like doing things that like you think you would want to do in the country. But what's in, or you know, when you're out in the, uh, in the land and like just breaking shit and like blowing stuff up, doing all that. But what's crazy is these guys do it and then they start making money from it. And they're like, all right, now we have more money to spend to on stuff up, bigger stuff, to blow yeah. stuff up and to build stuff like or there's all these guys on YouTube who will like get like a 50 caliber rifle. So like this gun that's like huge and scary. And they're like, you think it can shoot through that car? <laughs> like, let's just try it. Let's even go straight through the car. Or what would happen if we just shot this at like uh, a huge block of metal? How deep will it go? Like just all these like stupid stuff that you would just only do like either when you're high or you would just dream of, but you're afraid of losing all this money. They do it and I get to live through them. And I love that. Wow. That's cool. There's uh, actually kind of related note. 
Uh, so Mr. Beast basically does this, but he's like, exactly. And you know, he's almost like a hundred million subscribers on YouTube. So did you see this thing that was going on last night? I, I, I doubt you did. Cause it's like, you know, Mm-mm. you said you're Gen Y. This is like Gen Z, you know, shit. But basically there was a celebrity poker game last night with basically it was this poker game last night that had like, I don't know how many, like 50,000 or more people watching it live um, streamed on, on Twitch and YouTube. And it had Mr. Beast, who's the number one YouTuber uh, like or whatever. One of the biggest YouTubers. Ninja, who was the biggest streamer for like a long period of time. XQC, who's the biggest, uh, like uh, one of the biggest Twitch streamers also. So there's basically like four or five huge content creators. Then it was Phil Hellmuth, who's this like famous like pro poker player that's on TV all the time. Tom Dwan, who's like one of the greatest poker players ever. So it's like a couple of pros and a, and a couple of uh, content creators. And they came in. It was a $50,000 buy-in game, but they could rebuy. And so it was called the Million Dollar Game. And basically, this was being live streamed last night, and none of them were like playing seriously because they were like, "A, they're all rich, and B, they were trying to make for good content." Um, and so they were like, they played this game. It was a very entertaining game. It was probably like the one of the most entertaining, like uh, I don't know, like online or like uh, TV poker games that I've seen like in a long time. And uh, I just thought it was a great that, idea. That, that, that's a that's a pretty short list, I would imagine. Though. <laughs> no, I've been watching for a long time, so I, <laughs> I actually care about about online po- about poker and have watched a bunch of like World Series of Pokers or. or so what happened? Poker. So basically, uh, shout out to to our girl Alexandra Botez. Do you know her? She's the no. chess girl. Okay, I, I did a podcast. Oh yeah, we've talked about her. I did a podcast. Yeah, so she's uh, a streamer content creator. Who's like her and her sister? I don't think they're twins, but I think they're they're sisters. They um, they're like chess ma- like I don't know if they're grandmaster yeah. or they're master players or whatever. But they're like they're like great at chess, but also great at content. So they have like a big following or whatever. And so she just cleaned up in this game, and she's not like a great poker player. It just like they would they were all kind of playing very loose, and she won like a half a million dollar pot, like you know, just kind of like with Ace Nine. There's like kind of like a lucky hand or whatever. And uh, the pros were sitting there like just kind of waiting for good car, like waiting for good to play good cards or just playing smart. Whereas Mr. Beast was like just playing kind of like every, any hand he could get into. And then he'd be like, he, he's just he's like, I just want one clip to go viral. Like, that's what I'm here for is for one clip to go viral because they're like, like in poker, you could do this thing where once both people go all in, you could say, all right, normally you would just there's only one card left. And they're like, one of us will win, one of us will lose. But you could do something called running it twice, which kind of like smoothens out the like um, the variability. Like it's like running multiple times in a simulation. So you'll get like more possible outcomes. So you can run it once, run it twice, run it three times, run it four times. And he's like, no, we're going to run it once. He's like, we need this clip to go viral. It needs to be the highest stakes with the biggest heartbreak and like the easiest to understand. And you can see the poker pros were like, oh, okay. Like, I guess so. I guess that makes, makes sense. It's like, to me, it was so funny just to see uh, these guys playing with totally different like agendas and styles. And also they were mic'd up the whole time and there was no edits because it was live. And so you could just hear them like bullshitting about whatever to each other. And like, you know, people from different worlds kind of just like, so you do. So, so the guy was like, so like, you know, uh, how, how much, how often do you play? He's like, oh, I've been, I, I don't play. Like this is the first day off I've taken in four years. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, uh, how often do you stream? He goes, I stream every day for 10 hours a day. He's like, what? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, uh, this is one of the few, like one of the rare day, this guy XQC. And they're, and they're like, how long have you been doing that for? He's like seven years. <laughs> I don't understand. And the poker so- player looked at the streamer, like you degenerate, which is hilarious. Cause the poker player is normally like the biggest degenerate who sits at a table playing, you know, this like stupid card game for five hours straight, losing money. Is that real? Addicted. Well, someone, Will someone really stream for seven years every single day for yeah. 10 hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. Uh, like, uh, not ten, usually it's not those exact numbers, but people have streamed every day for 10 years, and they'll stream, like, five-hour streams or something like that as, like, their their normal stream. And some guys do 10-hour streams, and then they'll usually take one day off a week. Maybe, X, I don't know, XUC specifics, but, like, yeah, he he he's a, like, he's a nut. And when he's streaming, what's he doing? He's playing video games. Any game. So he, yeah, he was like big in Overwatch, but then Overwatch stopped getting like popular. But he got more popular because his personality is pretty big. Like he, he just kind of gets wild on the stream. And so now he'll go, he'll do whatever. He'll play, you know, virtual farm simulator. He'll play like, you know, a shooting game. He'll play like whatever the game is. He calls himself a variety streamer, which is basically like at that point, they've stopped coming for the game and they're coming for you. 
And, and so, is he funny? Like, yeah, what, he, what, 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 he's what's funny. great about him? <laughs> uh, he's funny. And he like, he like rage, he like gets enraged pretty quickly, which is like a big thing on Twitch is like, you gotta like show emotion. So like you see in basketball or like golf is the ultimate example of this. Uh, and this is where I think traditional sports can learn a lot from online content because traditional sports, they teach you, like, if you ever watch a basketball press conference, they're the most boring in the world. It's like, yeah, we're just going to take it one game at a time. You know, they're a great team. Add respect to them. Uh, you know, we just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. It's like, oh, great. You know, like super boring. Whereas you you and I love UFC because that one guy would be like, he ain't shit. I'm going to kick his team, his ass and his whole team's ass. You know, like they just like they like talk shit to each other. So that adds a level of like drama and excitement streaming is like that but like 24 7 where they're just constantly you know talking shit to them to their teammates about themselves about uh, you know the game about like the characters about the strategy about whatever so they show a ton of emotion so if he loses he'll throw the mouse he'll break the keyboard he'll like you know like spit and scream and you know like he'll get angry how does he have enough energy to do that every single day just what he does, man. It's like he, that's and just, you just sit and he's, he's sitting in a chair for he's sitting at a chair for ten hours a day. Built different, yeah, yeah. He's sitting in a yeah, chair. Built. <laughs> you may not like this, but it is peak physical performance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody said this. They go. There was this hilarious line during the thing. So she won the. Alexandra won the five hundred thousand dollar pot, and then she like won another pot. She was like up six hundred grand. She came in with fifty k, and she had like a six hundred fifty thousand dollar chip stack. And like she had so many chips, she couldn't even stack them in time. Like the next hand needed to be dealt, but her giant, her giant chip stack was just blocking the half the table. And she's like, um, I need help stacking the chips. And they were like, fuck you. We're not going to help you stack your chips. You just took from us. And like the pit boss comes over. So they're helping. And then Mr. Peace goes, she's single-handedly going to close the wage gap. Yeah. They're just trolls. And, uh, it's just amazing. It was amazing. And I just thought that was uh, a, a great idea, by the way. I like a like a high stakes poker game amongst personalities in any niche. I actually think that's a good marketing idea. This one streamer who we're talking about, what's his name? Uh, XQC in this case. How much money does he make? He probably makes between. I want to say three to ten million dollars a year. No way. Really? Yeah. Probably five to ten is, is, is an easy estimate. Um, 10 man, 10 is not even the upper bound. Like they, these guys can make much more than that. Maybe up to 20, 25 million if they are maxing out their stuff, but they don't always want to do that. Like, uh, I taught cause I used to negotiate with these guys. So, so, you know, um, even before Twitch, like when I was just trying to get them to promote our products and it's like, all right, I'm going to talk to, I want to talk to this streamer. It's like, no, you don't get to talk to the streamer. You talk to the manager. Okay, fair. That's fine. They're stars. I get it. All right, who's the manager? Is it like, you know, CAA or like WME? And like for 95% of them, it's like, oh, it's like his little brother, Ray Ray. Yeah, exactly. It was his girlfriend, or like, you know, exactly. It's Ray Ray, or like, uh, hey, Jenny, um, you know, so how long have you guys been working together? It's like, well, we moved in together at, like when we were 16, and then like he didn't do anything for five years, just played video games all the time. And like now he's rich. And so I quit my job to like check his email. Because they'll be, they'll be like, yeah, we do like brand deals. I'm like, cool. So like, do you have like a deck you guys can share about like, you know, his stats? They're like, no, you could just like go on and see how many people watch him. It's like a lot. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like, so what, like you have this deal with like Red Bull or like Logitech, like surely you have like a brand deck and they're like, uh, like, you know, when you pitch them, they're like, we don't pitch anybody. Like, like basically, and I, you know, as I got to know people, it's like, they just get inbound into their email and then they just decide, they ignore 95% of it, even though it's people literally throwing them like, like people can get paid uh, like the small, even like, like less high profile, like Ninja is a different tier, right? Ninja does have a proper manager and like actually his girlfriend, I think is his manager now or his wife. Uh, but like he had a proper agency behind him and they pitched Red Bull and all this stuff. But like most streamers, if somebody will approach and be like, Hey, I'll pay you $2,000 an hour to play my game today. And they're like, nah, that game looks boring. I'm not going to do it. Right. Because like they don't want to lose their audience or like piss off their audience too much or be seen as selling out. And so they turned down so many opportunities that they could have because they don't want to be seen as a sellout, nor do they want to like bother with anything. It's like, dude, by the time I'm done streaming for 10 hours, like imagine doing this podcast 10 hours a day or eight hours a day, you have zero energy left to like do anything else. And so you just like, you don't want to even think about it. So 
and do a lot of them have any expenses? So are, are they just paying taxes and rent and they're just stacking cash? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> like, but some of these streamers, I mean, they could be worth 30 or 40 million dollars liquid. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, like uh, Ninja got paid, you know, I can't say the number, but stupid money to go stream on Mixer, like a competitor to Twitch. At the I think time. it got leaked. I think the number got leaked because uh, something happened. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think I'm not Twi- sure. But- I think Twitch got hacked and like all the, the spreadsheet got out. Remember you know what I'm talking about? Well, that's the that's pretty visible anyways. That's that's just what they earn directly. So basically, like the fans subscribe five dollars a month or six dollars a month or whatever to the channel in order to like kind of just like show their support and get like special emojis that they get to use. And uh, sometimes the streamer can turn it on where subscriber only chat. But, um, but for the most part, like they get donations that, that most people can't see how much donations they get. Uh, then they get subscribers directly. That's a monthly recurring subscription. Then there's brand deals and sponsors that didn't show up in the Twitch thing. Cause that goes direct. And it's like, they just pay the streamer directly. It's not part of Twitch. And so there's like other, uh, and then, you know, games come to them and pay them. Hey, we're doing a brand launch. We want all 10 of the big streamers all playing Valorant today. And they'll drop, you know, $5 million on that campaign because they know that if they do that, they become the it game and millions of people will get to see their favorite streamer playing the game and saying how awesome it is or whatever, showing it off. And so it's worth it to them because they're going to make way more than that. Have you seen intro.com? Have you ever been intro.com? Yeah, I looked at investing in it. Uh, but I decided not to. So I talked to the guy who started it. Like I went to a, I went to like a car racing class and he like a friend of a friend brought him and He's I got cool to guy. hang out with him. He's a cool guy. And he was like, Hey, just sign up for intro.com. And basically what it, you do is you just like put that you're available a certain hours amount of uh, a certain hours a week and someone will pay you like $2,000 an hour in 15 minute incre- uh, increments to talk to you. And I was like, I don't know, man, I feel kind of sleazy doing that. And he was like, well, just try it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, you seem nice, whatever. I'll, I'll kind of do it just to like geek out and try th- this new product. And I signed up for it and I've been getting bookings like crazy. And between I'm, I'm, I'm at the phase now a little bit where, you know, it's coming up on uh, this July will be a year and a half since the acquisition. Uh, it's like, like who's all right. Counting? You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey Sam, that's fucked yeah. up. How many years you've been married? I have no idea. Yeah. How many years you've been in Hellshot? Year and a half, sixteen months. <laughs> sixteen point five. Yeah. It's like, well, which uh, which time zone are we are we thinking here? Because I can tell yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> so it's coming up to that time, and I'm like, all right, do I like start a new company? What am I gonna do? Uh, what should I be doing? And I signed up to Intro, and we're doing this. And I got that little copy of that thing and I got like this Airbnb and I'm like, well, besides like the fact that like I, you, I could live off interest, like off my nut. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like there's all this income coming in. There's so much. And I'm not trying to like, I'm trying to do this like brag shit, but I'm saying like for a creator that has a mildly big audience, there are so many ways to make money. It's pretty astounding. And we're not even that. I mean, we're just like, semi-popular in a relatively small niche so like let alone if you're like these twitch guys and you you're you're actually really popular but it's it's pretty astounding how many like revenue streams are available to us just because of all these this like we all these creator type tool things totally like i saw uh some guy tweeted today he goes bro at elon musk give me my blue check back and had like eighty thousand likes i was like who is this guy He's like a he's a a soccer player at like Man City or something like that. And I was like, and he's got like millions of followers. I was like, wow, you know, like it's like there's so many levels of fame. Like that guy's not famous at all compared to like you know Justin Bieber or whatever. And Justin Bieber's not famous compared to whoever. But like, you know, down if you go twenty rungs down the ladder, it's like we're like moderately known in a tiny niche. And then I sh- I sent you that link of that those guys who discuss like I don't know like bodybuilders or something like that are they they're like discussing like working out or something like that they had like a wait, sick wait, podcasting wait. setup oh uh yeah i was on their podcast they're awesome what you uh, the, yeah 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 i was on their podcast a couple years ago the uh mind body wow is, is it mind body pump or but, just mind body dude, uh, that, that's the ultimate resume for your uh for your fitness influencer career i did it looking at the youtube yeah they're like i think that video had like i don't know i want to say eighty thousand views or one hundred fifty thousand views or something like that which is not like 
you hear of bigger numbers, but that's big. That's like, we get less than that on our YouTube. And I feel like we're big. Now they're big and they're in just like another niche, but their niche lets them do a lot more because it's more broad appeal. Like there's a bunch of dudes out there who want to be like more muscular, like people want to lose weight. And so, you know, they can flip on one, you know, white labeled supplement or course or whatever the heck they want. And, you know, that, that type of following can print, uh, I don't know, again, five to $10 million a year for sure. Profitably, you know, without like, the stress of being an entrepreneur trying to invent a new product and go into a new niche. And then it, it the also guys, has a bunch uh, of downsides, right? Like the guy's streaming 10 hours a day for seven years straight. Like the biggest problem with content is you're usually on a treadmill and like, you never you feel like you can't get off. Like Twitch streamers have this all the time where they feel burnt out because they're just like, they feel like if they stop, they'll lose everything. And it's true. If they stop, they actually do lose quite a bit of like, uh, you know, like sway with not only, you know, their subscribers, but the algorithm and things like that. So, you know, I think that's the downside of these models. You have to build a business that's beyond that. So those guys, the what's it called? The uh, I, I listen to it all the time. I'm totally blanking. Mind Body Pump is that what it's with Sal and Adam? Uh, it's like the they're based out of uh, Sacramento. So they um they just bought a bunch of Airbnb or they bought a bunch of properties and they're turning them into fitness Airbnbs. And so that's like a good example that will it will it'll extend beyond them. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, what do you do? Like, have there been any examples? I think you know who Jenna Marbles is. Yeah. So she's like she was got popular in my mind when she was on Barstool and then she bailed and went to YouTube and became like one of the biggest YouTubers of all time. I'm pretty sure that she like got her cash and got her money and I don't even think she posts anymore even though she has many many tens of millions of subscribers. How many I my internet's slow so I can't even pull it up. How many subscribers does yeah, she she's, have? She's got a ton on YouTube. I, 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 I think, think it's like 50 or 60 million. She was one of the first people to get popular. I feel like she got popular like I want to even say before YouTube, she's got 19 million subscribers. She's been on for 10 years. Uh, when was the last video? I have no idea. Uh, Is she know. still posting regularly? No, I, I don't think she I, posts per, post regularly, but she has a, a brand of dog toys called Kermie and Worm and Mr. Marbles. Um, so she was one of, she, she's had 20, if she, you said she has 20 million or 18 million, she's had that forever. And I'm pretty sure she's just like made her money and bailed and just <laughs> left. <laughs> yeah like her last video was one year ago it was casey Neistat did that too right was, he was vlogging every day and then he got paid and he just says i'm out yeah it's the way to go so and i think if you're on on that intense of a treadmill it's it's pretty tough if you can't like you know get your way out of it by the way there's a guy who tweeted at us he's like uh, I, I think he listens to a podcast um i'm gonna find his like exact details later uh because it's hard to because Twitter DM search is like impossible, but basically there's a guy who's just buying up uh, YouTube channels that are non faced, non face YouTube channels. So just they're branded as something else. Um, so there's no Jenna marbles. There's no personality to it. And uh, he buys these up for, you know, he basically, you know, he's just looking at their YouTube, like uh, he's looking at their YouTube, like, you know, revenues or whatever. And he's like, cool, I'll make you this offer so I can, uh, I could buy this thing out for this much or whatever. And, uh, and it's like interesting. I, I hadn't really heard of somebody rolling up YouTube channels like that, but I think that's a pretty cool niche. I think that would be a good idea. I think if you did it with a face, it'd be a horrible idea. Cause I imagine that if you could make a list of people who you'd like to have work for you, a YouTuber would be incredibly low on that list. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. It, it, it's hard to buy them out, right? Because they, you know, they no longer have the motivation to, uh, to create content and then you're stuck because you can't just be like, hey, it's me now. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> yeah. It's that, me that, at Louis Vuitton. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else do we want to do? Uh, let's do uh, one other random one. Dude, so have you ever filed for a trademark? Uh, yourself, it's kind of a pain in the butt, isn't it? I think I had a lawyer do it. Yeah, uh, but I like went through. I tried originally like bootstrapping it and just like doing it on my own. I didn't know how to do it. So I get this. I get this letter. So this letter comes in the mail uh, six months after we file. It's from this company called I don't know if you see this WTP. I'm like, oh, maybe it's sounds about legit. our. It's about our, yeah, sounds legit. Uh, and it says at the top, trademark publications. And it's got our company name, our address, and it says, 
reference number, blah, 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 application date, blah, 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 classes, blah, blah, blah. And then it has a giant thing of our trademark and it says, here's your fee for uh, $1,420. Please pay the amount on acceptance within 10 days by check. Don't forget to quote your reference number. Make it payable to WTP. I'm like, oh, cool. But I thought I um, pretty sure I already paid for the trademark. So who is this? What's this for? And then here's what it says in the, like, look at this uh, fine print here in the bottom. Yeah. In the bottom box here. So like, you see this like size three print? Uh, So here's what this says. Dear madam or sir. Oh, now you're sounding like my uncle in India writing an email to me. Dude, anytime um, I get a dear sir, I know it's I know it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> a dear sir, and uh, I hate buying. <laughs> dear sucker. Um, all right, so it says the publication of your public registration is uh, the pu- the publication of your public registration of your trademark is the basis of our offer. What does that mean? All they're going to do is just publicize that we have made a trademark. That's what they're charging me for fourteen hundred dollars for. Do they work for the trademark office? No, it says, so here, here's what it says. Um, uh, this is an offer for free entry into our database, www.wtp-register.com. This is not an invoice. You are not required to pay the above amount unless you accept this offer. All of the details are in our general terms and conditions, right? It's like, what a scam. And, you know, they, all they do is they just monitor every trademark filing, which is like, yeah. got to be, you know, I don't know, whatever, tens of thousands a year. And then... They just send this letter out and they're just fishing for a sucker. They're fishing Dude, for it's just like, one uh, sir out there. The the car, <laughs> the one sir. Yeah, sir is short for sucker. Uh, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're just looking for, uh, have you seen the car warranty or home warranty shit? No, is it the same? It's the same thing. Have you ever met anyone who runs one of these scams? <laughs> no, if I did, I'd give them a strong talking to. It would be really fun to like, just like, uh, <laughs> have you seen on uh, on the office? They go. Uh, Michael Scott has to ask a question, but he can't sound mean. And instead of saying, "How do you sleep at night?" He just says, "How do you sleep at night?" That's just like, that, and that's like what I <laughs> like. It's like when like the bosses are around, but Toby's leaving, and then he's got to change his question to like, "Where do you get off?" <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> That's like the type of questions I want to ask these people. What do you like? What do you how do you go to bed at night knowing that you're just uh, That's the question to you, WTP. How do you sleep at night? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we want to know you, here at my how first How do you story. sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right, we can wrap it up there. I had a bunch of ideas. We didn't talk about any of them, but that's okay. We'll do it next pod. 